Today I want to talk to you from this thought. How did I end up here? How did I end up here? And as we start this series, Addicted, I just want you to know I have some addictions. I'm addicted to the TV show 24. Come on, anybody else love Jack Bauer? Come on, where are my Jack Bauer fans at? Yeah, come on. I, I love 24, man. I'm telling you what, I didn't know about this show. About, about three or four years ago, one of my staff members told me about 24 and have the DVDs. And I said, well, let me try it out, and gave me a season, and I watched the season, me and my wife, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Give me all the seasons. And, and we spent one summer staying up to 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning watching Jack Bauer 24. I was disappointed when they took Jack off TV, but they brought him back this year, huh? I was all over it. Me and Jack. Addicted. I'm addicted to fantasy football. Anybody else play fantasy football? Where my fantasy football players at? Yeah, there's some of you I know across the campus is fantasy football. I love fantasy football. I'm in multiple leagues. I got two of my boys are in fantasy football with me. I play in a couple of church leagues, and I play somebody today in the church leagues. Let me just tell you, the Lord rebuke you. Pastor will win. Hallelujah. Glad to have you in church today. Praise the Lord. Addictions. I'm addicted to caramel. My wife has been buying caramel around the house, and I've been asking her to buy more and more. When we're, when, you know, when we're out of caramel, I kind of make, you know, what happened? Why, why don't I have no more caramel? What happened? And I've been eating caramel at night, you know, uh, two, two pieces, sometimes three, when nobody's looking for. I just, I like the caramel. I've been eating it, man, just at nighttime, caramel. Some of you call it caramel. I don't know what you're talking about. It ain't called caramel. I don't know what you're talking about. Ain't nothing called no caramel. It's called caramel. It's called, it's called caramel. And I like caramel. Addictions, 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 addictions. All of my addictions haven't been humorous. As a teenager, I was addicted to girls. I engaged in activity that I should not have engaged in. I was addicted to lying and to deceiving. We all struggle with addictions in one way or another. Some addictions are good, like being addicted to God's Word, addicted to prayer, addicted to worship. Come on, addicted to your spouse or addicted to Jesus. How many know you can't get too much of Jesus? Addictions, addictions, addictions. But there are other addictions that can be devastating, like drugs, or alcohol, or pornography, or cutting yourself, or being a workaholic, or sex, or money, greed, gambling, addicted to food, or shopping, or lying, or worry, and the list could go on and on about all the addictions people struggle with. And today what I want us to do, I want to discover how we get addicted. How did we end up here? Because if we can understand how we get addicted, then we can keep ourselves from, from future addictions. We can help keep our children, our, our family, or perhaps even our friends from getting trapped in a destructive habit. So what I want to do today is, is we lay the foundation. I want to give you four stages that lead to 
addiction. Notice the word stages, four stages that lead to addiction. People think sin or an addiction is just an act. It just happened. But listen, it's less an act and more a process. Process. Today I want us to study James chapter 1. We're going to dissect verse 14 and verse 15 today as we look at the stages that lead to an addiction. Number one is this. The first stage is the desire stage, the desire stage. Notice this in James chapter 1 and verse 14. It says temptation comes from our own desires. Notice that word own. Our own desires which entice us and drag us away. We are tempted by our own evil desires. Sin, addictions all start with a desire inside of us. Every human being, every single person has desires or temptations that come from living in this house of flesh. Paul says it like this in Galatians chapter number 5 and verse 19. He says, the acts of the flesh, the, the desires, the, the cravings, the yearnings of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. Listen, we're all tempted by our own desires that come from within because we're wrapped up in this house of flesh. Jesus said it like this in Mark chapter 7 and verse 21 and 22, for it is from within. We're wrapped up in this flesh from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality and theft, murder, adultery. Greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. And this list isn't exhaustive. It can include drugs or lying or anger or gluttony and many other things. And what James teaches us in verse number one is that each person is tempted by their own desires. All of us, it doesn't matter how old you are, how, how young you are, it doesn't matter how long you've been following Jesus or if you never have trusted Jesus with your life, all of us have ungodly fleshly desires or or yearnings or, or cravings. We, we all have certain areas where we are tempted because of this flesh. We're not all tempted by the same things, but we all have different desires where we're, where we're all tempted. The, the, the desire stage. I want you to notice the second stage that lead people to becoming addicted, and that is the mental stage. The mental stage. Stage. Notice what James goes on to say. James 1 and verse 14, temptation comes from our own desires which entice us. Come on, at all locations, everybody say this with me. Everybody say entice. That's key. Which entice us and drag us away. The Bible says a person is enticed by their own desires. Enticed literally means to be lured or to be baited like an animal. Temptation goes from the desire stage to a thought. Desires 
become engaged with our mind. And then we begin to be enticed. We begin to be lured by thinking about the fun or the excitement or the feeling or the gratification of that desire being fulfilled. The desire, check this out. The desire is conceived in our mind. It's conceived mentally before it becomes an action. Addictions don't just happen. They go from the desire stage to the mental stage before they're acted out. And you know what happens in the mental stage? You get baited. You get enticed. You get lured. In the mental stage, you start thinking how that's going to make you feel. The fun. You start getting baited by the thrill. How good it will taste. The relief it will bring you. You start thinking about how you deserve it, how it's going to help you. You start being enticed, lured, baited. And, and the devil, he doesn't make us act out. You cannot say the devil made me do it. Because the devil does not make us act out, but he is a professional at luring us, at baiting us. He, he's, 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 a, he's a professional at it. He, he's, he's, he's incredible at, at knowing and baiting us because we all are wrapped in this flesh and, and he lures us. He, he'll, he'll create a bait right for our desire, right for our temptation. It's, it might be a bait of lying and deception and he throws it out there and just baits you. Go ahead and lie. Just go ahead and, and be deceived. But he goes, oh, that doesn't get you? That's okay. I've been doing this for years. I got all kind. Oh, yeah. I got all kind of stuff I work with. Yeah, I got this she's so hot bait. Oh, I'll put that on there. That don't, I'll, 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 oh, that, I got that my husband don't love me right bait, but he listens to me. He understands me bait. I got, I got some, oh, I got some of this greed bait. Just can't get enough. I just need more green. Green machine. He, he's, he's been, listen, just ask David. He's good. Ask Samson. Ask Rahab. Ask Jacob. He has been doing this for years. Look at this chocolate cake and that ice cream. Look at that. He's good. He's been, he's been baiting and luring people for years, and you look at it, and you start mentally getting engaged, and you start staring at it, and you start thinking about it, and you start being enticed. And, Boy, that'll make me feel good, and he, he, he will bait you. He will lure you. He's a professional at baiting people, and friends, the battle is won or lost in the mind. The battle is won or lost in between your two ears. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. Come on, everybody shout, every. That's so key. Take every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 
the moment a desire becomes a thought, you have two options. When it becomes a thought, option number one is you can say, I'm not entertaining that. You take that thought captive. You make it submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ. You say, uh-uh, the word doesn't say that. And you think about those things that are noble and that are pure and that are trustworthy, that are just, that are honorable, that are pure and holy. You, you think upon those things and make that thought line up with Christ. But, but when you go from the desire to the mental stage, there is a second option, and that is you begin to dwell on it. You begin to meditate on it. You begin to think about it. You meditate on that wrong thought, and when you meditate on the wrong thought, it only heightens the enticement and increases the chances that you will be dragged away. This leads me to point number three, and that is the deception stage. The deception stage. Notice what James says in James chapter 1 and verse 14. He says, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Somewhere between the mental stage and full conception of the desire is the deception stage. At the deception stage, you are dragged away and you begin to plan out your sin. You begin to mentally just figure out and plot and plan on how you're going to indulge in this, in this act. And the planning can take years, it can take months, it can take weeks, it can take days, it can take minutes, and it can take just seconds. And at this deception stage, you begin to deceive yourself, literally. You're dragged away, you're, you're deceived, and you start thinking things like, this act is not that big of a deal. Oh, no one will ever find out. This one time won't hurt anybody. Oh, everything will work itself out. In the end, we're going to get married anyways. It's just one illegal business deal. It's just one. It'll help my family. It's just one affair. I mean, it's not going to affect my kids, my marriage. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just one. And you move from just being enticed to being dragged away, to being deceived. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3 says, The prudent see danger and take refuge. The prudent, the wise see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. The prudent, the wise, the follower of Christ who is led by the Spirit is not dragged away. They realize they're being enticed. They realize they're being baited and they refuse to be dragged away. They refuse to be deceived in their thinking that there won't be any consequences. They, they refuse to be deceived that there won't be a penalty for their actions. So they take the thought captive and they say, I will make this obedient to Christ. They see the danger and they take refuge. But the simple, the person who is not led by the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, not only are they enticed, they are dragged away. They let their thoughts 
run wild. They become deceived and start thinking everything will turn out okay. I won't suffer any consequences. I won't get addicted. Oh, no, that's, that's those other people. I won't be addicted. And they're literally dragged away. You see, the, the enemy knows we all have desires, and, and he just loves to just kind of bait us. And, oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, you know how they'll make you feel? You deserve it. You need that. And he just baits and lures you. Oh, you'll enjoy it so much. You deserve it. It'll relieve that pain you're feeling. And he literally baits you. And you start getting enticed and lured. And you know, the Bible says you get dragged away when you just think on that wrong thought. And you meditate. You start planning it out. And you know what happens in this stage? You start chasing after it. Oh, I tell you what. Uh, and you're being dragged away. You're deceiving yourself. Oh, I'm telling you, no, it won't. It won't. No, no, no. I, I, know, I, I know I'm spending my whole paycheck and can't pay my bills because I go to the casino all the time. But I'm telling you, this time I'm going to win. I'm going to win this time. I'm going to win. I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to win this time. I'm, uh, it's it's going to. No, no, it's going to turn out okay. I. I know, I know I'm uh, on the couch with the computer on my phone and just on the Facebook and Twitter and all the time on technology for hours, but, but at least I'm in the same room with my kids. I mean, I, I'm looking at pornography, but nobody knows. I'm not, I'm not hurting any, anybody. I'm not hurting anybody. Listen, we're going to get married. We, we love each other. God know my heart. But my spouse is not meeting my needs. And, 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 and God wants me happy. He wants me. And you're literally dragged away, deceived into thinking there won't be any consequences. There won't be a penalty. And the Bible says the simple keep going and pay the penalty. They're, they become deceived. And then that leads us to the fourth stage. And the fourth stage is the action stage. The action stage. Notice what James says, James 1 verse 14. It says, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Verse 15, these desires give birth. They give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed, notice that it's allowed to grow because sin just keeps growing. It just keeps growing. It's allowed to grow. It gives birth to death. The desire goes from the mental stage to the, 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 to the deception stage to the, to, to now to the acting out stage. And when people are enticed, when they're, when they're dragged away, they begin to act out. 
from those desires. And oftentimes, it's like the potato chip commercial, Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. That's how sin works. That's why it's so deceptive. Oh, this is just one time. This is one hit. This is one smoke. Just this. This is one time. Just this one cheating. Just this one lie. Just. And come on, we've all been there. When the action gets repeated over and over again. And you don't even realize a bad habit is forming. And many times people don't realize how serious the problem is until they're addicted. The action has been allowed to grow and grow and grow. And the Bible says that it gives birth to death. To death. And addiction can bring death to relationships. It can bring death to marriages. It can bring death to careers. It can bring death to finances. It can bring death to peace and joy. It can bring death to your health. It can bring death to your integrity and your character. It can bring death to your mental and your emotional stability. When it grows and it grows, the Bible says don't deceive yourself. It will give birth to death. And Hebrews says something very intriguing. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run the pers the, with perseverance the race marked out for us. The Bible says it's easy to become entangled in sin. Come on, we know that. It's not hard. It's easy to become entangled. It's easy to get yourself in an addiction and find yourself entangled. And, and, and what happens is the enemy will traffic because he knows we're all wrapped in this flesh and we have desires and he wants to bait us. He wants to lure us like a wild animal and he will start baiting us. And, and then next thing you know, it's in our mind and we're being baited from the desire stage to the mental stage. And the next thing you know, we went from the mental stage to the deception stage and we start justifying it and think it's okay and it's all right. And the next thing you know, we're dragged away and then we take the bait. You know what happens? The Bible says the sin that so easily Entangles. The next thing you know, you find yourself entangled. And you start thinking, how did I get here? How did I get entangled by this thing? How did this happen? I can't break. I can't break free. There's a man in our church named Josh, who was entangled, who was addicted. I want you to hear Josh's story. Check this out.
Waking up in the morning, smoking a bowl of ice, heading off to work, coming home at lunch, and smoking some more, go back to work, finish up working, come home, smoke all into the evening, wake up two hours later, and then get up and do it all over again. You can't function without it. You can't function without it, and it's easier to go get more and keep going than it is to stop. Junior year, a couple of buddies of mine came, we went out and they had some weed and hanging out and, and partying. And my dad, he could tell, you know, that I was doing drugs and he told me to get clean or get out. And, and so I, I left. You know, I didn't have a job or anything. So then it was selling weed and selling drugs. It became my way of living. And at the same time though, I was doing it. It was the first thing that I would do in the morning. The feeling that it gives you is just euphoric, feeling like you can conquer the world. There's times I remember being up all night, going to bed at six in the morning at the hotel and calling my little brother at home just to see how everything was going because I, didn't, I wasn't talking to anybody. Obviously longing for a connection that was worth something. There's a church right up the street from our house. Monica was invited by her daughter, and by the grace of God, I, and I wanted to go. Sat in the back row, the songs, the sermon, the scripture, it was all hitting me because I didn't understand why he would love me enough to die for me. It just blew me away. It was a struggle for a while. I would pray for God that he would make me who I knew I could be, and by doing that, getting rid of everything that's in the past. I was ready to start walking a life and meeting people that we can grow with. And we got plugged into a community group and growing even more. That loss and that emptiness that I had that I started feeling with drugs was a spot where I needed Jesus and in turn needed to feel loved and feel part of something. Don't ever think you're too far to just turn around and see God waiting there for you. Because there's nothing you can do that's so bad, that's so dirty, that's so horrible that God doesn't love you. He loves you right where you are. He loves you at all times. You're never, ever, ever too far to turn around and give your life to Christ. A powerful story. And Josh has worshiped on the front row for some time now. And I see him in worship and hands lifted going after God. You might think, what's going on with that guy? Why is he such a worshiper? Because when you've been delivered and set free from much, you love much, you worship much. Oh, I know it because I've been delivered of much. Josh and his wife sit in the front row, and recently when we launched Northwest, they're now at the Northwest campus, and I'm sure he's still in the front row, and he's there, and he's one of our leaders, one of the leaders in our church in the First and Precious ministry, leading other people. And Josh has been drug-free for over four years. Because whom the sun sets free is free 
indeed. And today I want you to know you could be free. You say, Pastor, how do I get free? How do I get free? What are the steps? How do I get free? What does the Bible say about how to get free next Sunday? That's exactly what I'm going to talk about. How you break free. How your family breaks free. How co-workers break free. How do you break free? We're going to look at that next week.